0: You may have heard of it. You may have experienced it. And you may even fear it. What is it? The narcissist. Yes, this is a huge topic within the realm of being an empath. Over the last two episodes, we have covered what being an empath is and why it is important that you know if you are one. Now, in this episode we are getting into the thick of it, with the topic of the empath and narcissist relationship. Almost every single empath has had some form of a relationship with a narcissist. It is a tricky one. Yes, it is. And one that the empath often finds themselves in. Why is this? Well, you will not want to miss this episode. And as always, every discussion I have is from the perspective of unity consciousness and not separation. So this discussion is not going to be like other discussions that you may have heard. So keep on listening to get clear on this type of relationship and the ways in which your body will let you know when you may be interacting with a narcissist. Let's get into it. I'm Lida Sportel, licensed psychotherapist and functional health practitioner, and I'm here to share with you mind, body, spirit, inspirations, practical steps, and life-changing tools to help you break free, so you don't have to spend the amount of time, money, and effort that I did to save my own life and to create the life that I always dreamed of. It was a couple of decades ago that the doctors told me I had three to six months to live. And yes, it took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to wake up to the miracles that are really possible. I not only healed myself and broke free from what was holding me back, but I also found my place in the world, my calling, my purpose. I created the whole Wellness Method show and podcast to share with you the tips, tools and topics that can help you do the same. If you're a sensitive soul, empath, introvert, healer, coach, people pleaser, or perfectionist who's looking to break free and heal, define your vision and create your purpose so that you can inspire others while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. We're gonna start it and we're just gonna open it up for people to start thinking about their relationships with others. Mm -hmm. So let me just first say in DSM, in the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Mm -hmm. Manual for all the mental health disorders, we have the definition of what a narcissist is. It's a personality disorder. There's certain features of it. I'm not going to read it now. I'm not going to talk about it. Yes, there's a clinical diagnosis to it. Yes, we're taught that once someone is a narcissist it's very hard for them to not be a narcissist on and on okay I've learned that I'm gonna park that over here and we're gonna talk about a spectrum of narcissism being over here being an empath being over here and then there's a spectrum Mm -hmm. so it's how do we deal with emotions and how do we deal with our ability to have empathy right so the empath has empathy but also takes on your pain so if you're feeling pain not only have empathy for your pain but like our group members said i feel your pain right so there's that over here the narcissist over here lacks empathy zero there's no empathy. The spectrum over here, right? There's versions of, of it where it's not complete zero. But one who lacks empathy means that they're not going to understand that you're feeling pain or sadness or that you need something or that you're not happy in the relationship or that the way he or she talked to you, you felt hurt by it. They're, that's like, what? There's no empathy.
1: Yeah. And I, if I could add, right. generally, um, a, a, there's usually a blame that corresponds to that. Um, when you bring up your emotions or you bring up how you're feeling, usually the tone of you're too sensitive and it's going right back to you as to what your problem is, you yeah. being empath, instead of taking a moment to say, huh, I did do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or did I do that? Oh, wow. I didn't realize I did that or showing some kind of awareness. It's immediate defense that comes up.
0: You nailed it. It's immediate defense and lack of self-awareness, complete lack of self-awareness. Again, there's a spectrum. So when I say these big words, complete or or zero, I'm referring to really the extreme version of that. Their their version, shades of of it. So I don't want to be all black and white here. But thank you for adding that because that's exactly what happened. So let's talk about how can an empath recognize in their bodies when they are in a relationship with a narcissist? Are there signs that we can start tuning within and being like, I'm in a relationship with an individual who has traits or is a full-blown Narcissist or has some traits of it doesn't we're not going to talk about what to do with the relationship but let's talk about how can i within myself identify if how my body feels
1: sure yeah i mean i think everyone's experience might be a bit different um but i think there is a universal uh theme going on of um when you're with you're when you're in a relationship and it could be work it could be friendship it could be a lover a parent a child it could any type of relationship. Um, there's usually a feeling, I, at least for me, of excitement, yet restriction at the same time. And I have a hard time even recognizing it um, because you're excited. There's some element of oh, I I can show up for this person. I can help this person. My heart's expanding because. I want to be of service and I want to be of help. And here's an outlet for it. But then on the other hand, with that excitement, you also are hearing or sensing things that make you feel smaller, yeah. kind of keep you in a limited space of mind. Um, you can often feel very drained after interacting with this person.
0: Or oh. Only- So good i've experienced this so many times in my life especially with intimate relationships when i was dating before i got married i remember multiple times feeling that excitement oh oh i'm so in love oh oh he's so amazing oh like this incredible excitement because as an empath i didn't know any of that back then I was feeling this feeling of this person can rescue me this person is so amazing this person can fill the hole that i have Mm -hmm. and so there's an excitement that comes with that Mm -hmm. supposedly the what we call love but that's not love and i was feeling restriction right so that's the, the powerful combo here of what the body's telling us there's this excitement, but it's fake excitement. These are the hormones of addiction. <laughs> These are the hormones of I'm addicted to feeling rejected. I'm addicted to feeling less than. I'm addicted to feeling you are up here and I'm down here. Oh, and and you noticed me and you, you're gonna be my partner. Oh, like so exciting. Like you're gonna, you know, give me meaning in my life cause I'm nothing. I got no meaning without you. And the restriction was right there. There was no expansion. There was no owning my own truth or value.
1: Right. I'm loving this conversation and it's, yeah, it always goes back to the other person. Like, what are they doing? How can I um, help them in this moment? How they have, they've had it so much worse than I have. How can I show up for them and be that support for them oh, my problems, they're not as big. I haven't been through such, you know, traumatic events or, you know, you belittle yourself and put your needs very much last.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, sorry, I, I love this. I had to just jump in right there. I'm, I'm feeling excited, but expanded in this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, good sign. It's the good excitement. Yeah. I, I love that word differentiating that, the excitement that comes with constriction in the body. and the excitement that comes with expansion yeah yeah you
1: feel it here right your shoulders Mm -hmm. your neck your gut
0: your gut and also the excitement that is not conditional right right? because the excitement that comes with um i put you up on a pedestal i'm here to you know help you with all your problems like in a codependent relationship or in a relationship where you know you're gonna be the the one that will solve all my problems the it's conditional the excitement is conditional on you like if you're gonna love me back then i will be excited right the excitement you're talking about here is not conditional it's just the sharing of our truths and it's just excitement right so i love that we can differentiate that what are some other ways that our body can point us to what's going on Well, outside
1: of sensations in your body, like muscle tightness, um, especially in your solar plexus is where you hold your power. Mm -hmm. Um, If that feels queasy or uneasy at all, that's generally a good sign. And it's funny because you're like, oh no, that's just a feeling of excitement and butterflies in my tummy. No, (laughs) I mean, maybe it could be a bit of that, but also it could be you saying, I'm going to show up for this person, for them. They matter. They matter. What they're going through matters. And I'm, I am getting something out of this relationship. Right. But then, on the other hand, you oftentimes feel flawed uh-huh. after talking to the individual or having oh, you know, an interaction.
0: This is good. It's right?
1: wrong with you, or, you know, there's some kind of doubt left in you after talking to
0: them. This is good. This is like a whole hour conversation on its own. Um that that's a really juicy point. So I want our viewers to really tune in and think about what you just said. In conversations that you guys are having with other people, right? So, so tune into your relationships right now and think, do you feel flawed? And in some cases it's because we are internally very attracted to feeling guilt and to feeling shame. So it could have nothing to do with the other person. It's a tricky situation here because if we're used to feeling flawed, no matter what, we could have the most loving person that is not making us feel flawed yet we still feel wrong all the time. Mm. We're not talking about that here. We're talking about the situation where you're actually with an individual that somehow, somewhere in some tricky ways that are not obvious, they're making you feel constantly wrong
1: or unsure of yourself yeah and that it is actually very tricky um, to navigate that but again go back to how your body's feeling when you're interacting with this individual or later on when you're thinking about that other person
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what messages are you is your body giving you are you hearing different words come up are there different things coming up in your experience later on that could be a bit of a red flag and there, you know, uh, I have a pretty good indicator. Well, maybe we won't go into that just yet, of uh but a red flag when you're dealing with someone who's a narcissist.
0: Yeah, I feel like because I know how much more we we want to share. I feel like this is part three. We're gonna save it for next time to really dive into the psychology of of the relationship between an empath and a narcissist and all the things for people to look for. So let's save that for next time, but I love that you you brought it up. A quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the program Break Free Empaths, a 21-day online program created for empaths by empaths. This program was born from a collaboration of the minds and hearts of Gilly Henson and myself, Lita Sportel. We each found ourselves at many points in our lives in the midst of struggle and confusion, Living in a world that has long mislabeled empaths as being overly sensitive, shy, or aloof people, it had become apparent that the labels once placed on us were outdated and actually not accurate. We both realized that the time had now come for compassion to rise up and to no longer see our intuitive abilities and sensitivities as a weakness, but as a much-needed strength in this world. This online course is designed to help sensitive, intuitive, compassionate souls like you break free from labels, emotions, and beliefs that no longer serve you and bring unity to your gifts. We're bringing our combined experience, tools, and practical steps to empower empaths to show up as they are and who they are. Not sure if you are an empath? Take the free online quiz to find out if you are an empath and to what degree and to see if the program Break Free Empaths is your next step towards the brave new you. Now let's get back to the episode. Let's talk a little bit about some notes here we have about feeling unheard, anxious, negative, confused, judged, shame. So these are great indicators. So in a conversation with or an interaction or anything, with an individual who might have some of the spectrum of lack of empathy. You might feel flawed. You might feel that you have done something wrong. You might feel unheard, the sense of anxiety, just a sense of negativity out of nowhere, confusion, feeling judged, and shamed. And I have to say, because I've had some recent experiences, I felt all those things, right? So it's something that we can go back to and see, even the most loving person can tune into that role even for a moment and we can play this dynamic.
1: You mean like even an empath can play the role of a narcissist, is that what you're saying?
0: I don't know that that could be the case just like that, but I think that just because we say narcissist doesn't mean that they don't have good qualities or they're not, they don't have love. Right.
1: right. But they do have a repeat, repetitive pattern. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas an empath, even if we as empaths have a narcissistic moment, which can happen, especially when Absolutely. you're in a place of healing Absolutely. and you're not sure of yourself in that moment, you do always come back. To your center,
0: absolutely. So the the key word of what you said is pattern. Mm -hmm. So the empath's pattern isn't to make the other person feel less than. The narcissist wants to be admired. Mm -hmm. The narcissist wants to be look at me, praise me, right? Tell me how good I am. See me, whatever. Yeah. Right. Put me first. Want to be on
1: top, right in the group. They don't. They're not good in group mentality or group uh out. Out. Mm-hmm.
0: The empath is really a good match. Good in quotes for the narcissist because the empath is is doing that. You're amazing. What do you need? How can I help you? How do you feel? What can I do? Mm-hmm. I I love you. You're the best. Like that's the empath naturally goes to being. I want to make other people happy. So the key word of what you said is pattern. An empath can have narcissistic moments. We all do because we play the the drama triangle, which is rescuer, victim, victimizer. So when we go into the bully, the victimizer, we're narcissistic. We're, you did this to me. And it's because of you that I'm this way. And like the empath can act this way. Empaths are not just all loving victims, right? Or rescuers. They're also, they can get angry. They can get blaming. They can get all of those things. But it's not the pattern. The pattern isn't that I want to make you feel less than me. Where the narcissist has as a pattern to want to make others feel less than. So I'm glad you asked that because I hope we clarified it.
1: I hope so too. If not, do ask below in the comment section. We'll be happy to address it at a later time.
0: Yeah, it's a big discussion. We're diving into tricky pathology pieces that um, I love to talk about all all day long. <laughs> but I want to honor that this has been a lot already.
1: Yeah, I can feel it.
0: <laughs> and it's been um, hopefully helpful and and eye opening for people. Let's close this with some healing pieces of how do we where are some ways we can really deal with all that right what, what can we do for ourselves when we feel all this in our bodies uh when we feel that we're in a relationship or in an interaction we're like oh my god i'm feeling the confusion the negativity the anxiety the draining the all the things you've written some beautiful techniques here can you share some with us
1: absolutely I'd love to um, now one of my go-to's and this is a something I like to do and I think a lot of people like to do is um, what's called smudging and that is just another term for burning sage in your house or in your environment and um, I usually go to each doorway in my house. And I just outline the door with the sage, not like outline, but like with the smoke, I I use a feather or something to fan it towards the door. I say prayers while I do it. Um, I envision light. I set intentions for what the sage is doing. And that's cleansing and clearing the space. And I go to every part of my house. I don't miss one room, one closet, Right? I go to every single part, and I just claim that within every square inch of this home, it is cleaned. The energy is cleaned, and you can call on your guides. Um, I work with uh, different archangels, and this is just my own personal practice. Um, you can work with your higher self, with God, source energy, however you, however you see that divinity and that assistance mm-hmm. to collaborate with you in that moment for cleansing the energy. It's not about giving it up to that, but... Mm-hmm calling in supportive energy for the cleansing and clearing of your space
0: which allows for all the um, thought forms and all the energies that have collected that could be more on the confused anxious worry separation all the all those pieces it allows for those to collapse and and disintegrate
1: it smudges it out basically. Mm -hmm. And then a very important step after that is to open doors and windows to allow it to leave your space. Now it can be a pretty intense scent for some. It is for me, but I know what it's doing. So I I appreciate the scent. I've grown to love it. Um, And there's different types of sage out there that can smell different. So then after that, what might be uh, beneficial outside of opening the doors and windows to get that energy moving and out of the space because it's transmuted. So you're like, hey, there it goes. Bye-bye, go back and transform into something else, something better because energy doesn't die. It just transforms, right? So you're, you're releasing it. You're releasing it of that trap it's in and you're like, bye-bye, okay, thanks. And then I, I light incense or you can do any type of aromatherapy that feels right to you. Um, you can put on... Uh, your essential oil. Uh, I always say distiller, and that is not the word. <laughs> what is it called?
0: Aromatherapy diffuser.
1: Diffuser. I don't know. I always say distiller every time. <laughs> I know what it is, <laughs> and, and I use one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're into any particular oils, do that. Bathe Epsom salt in that bath. Lavender oil in that bath. Peppermint oil in that bath. Any of that. It cleanses you or listen to water. I love that. It's just so soothing because the water is cleansing, right? And water holds information. So new information is going to come in with that. So that's rain sounds, water streams, ocean, waterfall, whatever feels right to you in that moment. And then call back the parts of you that have been scattered by that confusion. Mm -hmm. By the experience allow yourself time and time is seriously should be number one on that list is time
0: yeah. time for
1: you time to be alone and to not divert your energy anywhere else it's it's meant to come back in in that moment yeah it could take a while especially after a big big experience Absolutely. it could take years
0: yeah it doesn't have to mm-hmm. uh but it could for a lot of us it has for me included I don't know if you hear the happy sounds of the neighbor's little girl.
1: We don't, but that's awesome. Yeah, so she can play.
0: But she actually is reminding me of what we also need, which is be childlike and turn it into play and fun. I know it's like, oh, well, when I'm feeling so down or anxious, it's just the last thing I will do. But it is something that if we can get ourselves to do and be in nature and in even play with a child or, or do those things that bring us back to more of this innocence and this sense of um, freedom and carefree. Yeah, it be really, really helpful. So thank Just you. That. Yeah, that's that awesome. Yeah. But also I wanna add in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. In the moment where the person is, the empath is dealing in the situation, in an interaction that feels pretty draining we can't sage in the moment, (laughs) sorry, stop talking. I'm gonna bring the sage, (laughs) right? We can't bring the essential oils, we can't bathe. So there are certain things that what we're saying here is your self-care that we said to increase the self-love techniques, the extra, extra self-love that we talked about. These are a lot of the tools you wanna use after the fact during the fact um i would say yeah hands on heart if now the other person is watching you could still kind of do something or grab a, th- a thumb or a finger that could just remind you of your anchor or of your intention right, right. we'll talk more about affirmations we'll give more tools to look at This is just one conversation. We'll we'll come back with more tools. We also have done a conversation on on a journaling process called Pages, which could be fascinating to help you process what actually happened. Because I'm the type that likes to understand what happened. I like to break it down. So that could be really helpful. We'll also put that inside the program, uh, Break Free Empaths. And in the moment, I would say an affirmation or a mantra would be really powerful. Okay. Yeah.
1: Although you're probably initially want to, going to want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Go so that's do that good. <laughs>
0: first and let that, let the emotion release, leave with the tears yeah. and, and do whatever you need to do and then come back to yeah. not blaming yourself. I think that's the crucial piece. Yes.
1: And I think what helps that is talking with somebody. Yes. I want to see it honestly like process it someone you actually really trust a dear family member friend um, a fellow empath or sometimes even a stranger because yes. they don't know you they don't know the other person and they can be an objective observer at that point but I go back to like the friends and family because and, and talking about the ones that you resonate with well that you feel expanded it when talking with them and because they're going to remind you of who you truly are
0: yeah which brings us back to why we're building this community Mm -hmm. and why we're talking to you guys that are empaths and that are who are like us because at least in my journey i didn't have fellow empaths i didn't have the community i didn't i was too shy to go to a stranger i would never you know, go talk to a stranger, I would barely talk to my friends, I would keep everything inside. And I was not one to express how I felt. So yet, at the same time, you know, we are forming a community, we are here to support you. And um, I love that that we can be here for one another in these situations, because I know a lot of people are dealing with a lot of stuff right now. So... <laughs> What a beautiful discussion, my dear fellow empath, beloved friend.
1: Oh, same here, Lita. That was lovely and very soothing to me. I hope it was to others as well. And we will we'll be back with more information. Okay. And please do share what your concerns are, what your insights are. Mm-hmm. Um, we can learn from one another. It's not that Lita and I know all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've experienced many of these things Mm -hmm. and we have tools that we've learned and we want to share um, and we know that you probably also have tools that you can share with us
0: absolutely that's that's such a powerful point which is share with us what has worked for you yeah what hasn't worked too so we can all learn from each other this is beautiful i'm we're gonna come back we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into the dynamic of relationships And we're going to dive deeper into what people can do to really own their power and to, to really own being an empath as a gift to the world, mm-hmm. which I'm passionate about um, talking about purpose and empowering empaths. So love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the whole wellness method show. I really appreciate you being here i hope you enjoyed it and i hope it provided you with insights ahas and practical steps you will find all the links mentioned in this episode in the show notes so be sure to check those out also if you found this episode helpful and you can think of other people who might benefit from this please share it with them you can even take a screenshot of this episode And then post it in your social media or in your Instagram stories and tag me. I would love to connect with you there. And I would also love it if you go and rate this show, the Whole Wellness Method show. And you give us also a review that will tell the podcast algorithm that people are enjoying this show and it will help us rank higher, which means more people can find these conversations. And we can create a bigger ripple effect together. See you next time.